Now broadcasting on all frequencies to the ends of the earth and the limits of space. The Aging Millennials Podcast. Agent Millennials podcast. That's what you always say when you when you throw something at someone. I've never heard that. It's coming in hot. Never heard anybody say that. No. I'm, I'm off, off on my phrase. One time I was on a golf course with my family, and uh, we didn't know it was a golf course. We were playing frisbee or something like that, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, we hear four, and then the balls just start whizzing past. So four is an acceptable. Warning. Well, four is very golf centric. Golf centric. Yeah, yeah, golf centric for sure. But coming in hot. It's coming in hot. Coming in hot. Heads up. Heads up is the more common vernacular. I think. That reminds me, like, what do you you know? I had a first experience yesterday, not first, but of a connection. So I made my connection with a woman. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> no, I uh, had a quick. Flight connection. So the flight landed. Oh, an airport an, connection. An airport connection. Got it. And uh, I had to sprint, like like Home Alone style, like through the through the airport. You made it though, did you? I made it in the nick of time. You but, didn't have to jump on one of the courtesy carts. No, but I always wonder those. I wonder if those guys have ever hit anyone. Those guys sometimes come through hot, dude. They're coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> there you go. That's I how you. I think it's it. one of those situations where, like, the moment you strike someone, you're instantly never allowed to do it ever again. <laughs> it's a one strike, you're out policy. Like, uh, you know, the guys who drive these trucks that haul heavy duty, like race cars, like really wildly expensive race cars. Yeah. Like. If they so much as get one scratch on the truck, like if they have any minor accident, you're done. Yeah. You can't drive professional like cars around anymore. Can you, ma- so can you imagine the insurance policy on one of those yeah. hulls? They, they tear through those things when they race them. The tires. Oh, yeah. The engines. Like, wow. Race cars are something else, dude. I actually on the plane was starting to watch that uh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm guy movie <laughs> yeah yeah my wife was not that interested in, in watching that <laughs> there's not a girl in the whole entire movie yeah but it has christian bale and matt damon you figure that's christian en- Bale's cool figure that's enough you know who i like is uh that guy from you ever seen that movie burnt where he's like a chef burt oh he was in that movie with lady gaga oh yeah 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 but bradley cooper bradley cooper that's my man right there he's a cool dude Mm-hmm. He of of hangover uh chiseled features. Yeah, like, he's very movie star. Blue eyes. Than, uh oh, man, I can't think of anyone's name today. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, he's definitely younger than Brad. Brad Pitt's like mid fifties, yeah. Still a hunk of a man though. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Brad. I guess he's he's our he's our generation's uh Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yep. James Dean. You could you could go on all day. <laughs> So this is the first uh, Aging Millennials podcast recorded from Shea Sparks. Casa de Sparks. Yeah. I like it. It's very comfortable. On the patio. Thanks, man. Yeah. You helped me put in some windows. This house was a, was a project when I first got in, uh, got in here, and I, uh, I've made it my own. It's very nice because it's so shaded and yeah. cool. We're on, we're on my patio. so Lots of old trees, old growth oaks and hanging moss yeah there's one blood there's one street in here actually sarasota has des- designated a canopy road oh. which has like 
I guess, trees overhanging right. into the street, and you can't cut them down. Like the city has said, they are. We should go take my cannon and go take photos of it. It's pretty get, like, sweet. A tunnel. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Now that, if I'm not wrong, is a big old mango tree, like big mango tree. I don't right? think it's a mango tree. Is it? Looks it looks like a mango tree. It's never yielded me any mangoes. Well, I'm very surprised. It looks like a gigantic mango tree. <laughs> I think all the pine, like the eleven pine trees surrounding it, like snuff no, out any. No, that's a big, healthy mango well, tree. Well, it's not a pine tree, but I'm saying all the pine needles. Yeah, but look, it's look at how healthy that tree is. It's outrageous. It looks pretty healthy. It's a specimen. But that's what's nice with this area because it's like you have this old growth oak, like it's kind of like the South, like Alabama type vibe but then there's a mango tree right there and that kind of brings the caribbean vibe i think it. the variety that's like of the tropical climate you see of like all these different kinds of trees sitting in one location that's kind of mm -hmm. the kind of sets it apart yeah there's nothing like <clears throat> sitting on a patio feeling like you're in the woods that's the vibe you get here yeah it does feel like that you know i just drove i drove from houston down to the southern tip of texas and you know it's very boring you yeah. know, beige. I always thought, <laughs> yeah, beige, like not much variety of landscape. Right. And you know what blew me away is between Houston and the southern tip of Texas is like the tiniest collections of know nothing towns. Mm. Like it is just like one streetlight towns, one streetlight towns. And it always fascinates, like fascinates me to think as I drive through these places, like who lives here? Like who's I get that feeling when I drive through the middle of Florida. <laughs> yeah. If you take 17 up to Orlando, you hit all these little towns, and it's like, oh, Lake, you know, it's like, what? Yeah. You know what? It's a lot of just like working towns, you know what I mean? They're farmers. Farmers, right. Yeah. I guess, you know, people who, uh, people who want to get away, too, just to want to live outside of the norm of society. Sorry for the jet airline <laughs> noise. You're getting the sounds getting of the, the world. Sound? Of sparks, the sounds of Casa de Sparks. Yeah, this is nice though. It's finally gotten a little cool. We're into the fall. Oh my god! Got the old Christmas coming up. Yeah, I guess you know you you have a business, so you've already jumped into the Christmas vibe. But I think that you know we we can collectively say like Christmas doesn't start till no, the day. It's, it's early this year. Day after Thanksgiving. It's early this year. Everyone knows it. I think is it is it because like everyone just like wants the year to be over, so it's like let's hurry up and no, do Christmas. No, it's because of the obvious proven benefits that holiday preparation has on your mindset. Like, have you put up your tree? Oh yeah, in your house. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. It's not decorated yet. Oh, it's just sitting there. It's sitting there. I do have a couple decorations up. My store is decorated. And is Millie still kind of confused about Christmas stuff? Is she like? No, she is stoked. She's so into it, so excited. Yeah, it's yeah. Christmas. You keep really? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. She already see how young we learn the mm -hmm. traditions of life. Yeah, I, I figured it took stoked. until like four or five until I, you. She knew. knows the deal. She knows she's. <laughs> she knows she's getting stuff. And she's gonna get to see all her family. She knows it's gonna. There's gonna be like there's lights in the house. There's this tree thing. And her birthday's in January. Her birthday's in January. So she gets a double whammy. Yeah. Gosh. The kids, Christmas is so much a kids thing. Oh yeah. Like it's you. Sometimes when you're like in your twenties and you don't, if you don't have kids yet, and it's like it's Christmas time, it's like something is seems odd about. It's almost like going to a theme park. Like going to a theme park by yourself without a kid is cool. A lot of people do it. I support it. I've done it. But there's a whole another element of it when you have a kid with you, and Christmas is kind of the same way. Well, it's 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 like gaining that experience. Like you're, I think you live through their eyes a little bit. Like when you bring them to the theme park. Like we're when you're a grown adult, you've just you've seen so many things in your life. You know what it's like too. They see things for the first time, and they're like, new, exactly. And they're looking at Doctor like Doctor Seuss Land. Going, oh, it's mind blowing. This, and you're this, on a ride, and you're and like, stuff. this exists. Like these big fantastical areas. Pretty cool. What we've done. What we've done. I had the opportunity the other night. Uh, to watch the movie Old School, yeah, with Brit, who's <laughs> for, never for the seen first it. time, right? <laughs> and that's the same kind of thing. Like, oh my god, you ever watch a movie You're my with boy, someone? Blue. Yeah, exactly. You get to see some, like you get to relive the whole thing. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Uh huh. Yeah. What did she oh, find classic. it? Did she find it hilarious? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's classic. That's so a, then we got on a little bit of a Vince Vaughn kick, 
And okay. then last night we watched Swingers. Swingers is a classic. Oh, is it a classic? For sure. A wedding wedding cra- wedding crashers? Yeah. Good. Uh, Vince Vaughn, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he has many stinkers, does Vince. Yeah. I don't know. He was in that movie The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. For and like sure. when you watch that old school, Will Ferrell looks so young. Yeah. <laughs> and like that was, I think that was around that time was the peak of his powers. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Will Ferrell is kind of getting up there a little bit. He's getting up there. You know what I mean? He looks like he's an aging gentleman. For sure. He And he's swung and he's missed on a couple, too. Oh, my God. That movie where he's uh, the detective. Oh, yeah. With Mark Wahlberg? No, no, no. Uh, where he's um, with the guy from uh, Step Brothers. They team up again. Oh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley, And he's playing, uh, what's the detective with the pipe? Oh, Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> One of the worst movies ever. It was like they just like had to make it in a few days or something. I, I feel like that about a lot of Adam Sandler films too, though. Like his new Halloween one that just came out. I was not a fan. Yeah, I'm just happy to have anything at all by Adam Sandler. Really? He's my boy. You know, he's 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 such a, a powerhouse of Hollywood now. You know, he creates these films with like a million stars in it like that Hubie. well it's his crew it's you know it's always rob schneider right exactly uh, david spade uh uh that kevin james guy, kevin james yeah yeah he's got uh he's got quite the following but uh i don't know i guess i crave i i miss in hollywood like the the edginess like there's the, yeah no the with, fil- with the, the coming films of, of our superhero youth. movies and it's just a certain saccharine. Even comedies, like even yeah, comedies, they've, like they've don't have the edge very bad. <laughs> they've become very bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I watched Dumb and Dumber the other day. We're not getting any Dumb and Dumbers. <sighs> We're not getting them. They're Every, not coming out. Everyone's oh, except, I mean, there's a new Netflix movie that came out that. Uh, oh man, now I'm gonna blow it because I forget the name of it. But the, most of the new edgy ones that come out are pretty awful. Anyways, comedy's, nobody, comedy's hard. It's like with music. There's nobody carrying the torch anymore. Yeah. Like we had the not, the SNL guys, the Chris Farley guys. They held up the comedy thing for a long time in a great way. And then there's been like what Bill Hader. So we have now. <laughs> really? Bill Hader, Dave Chappelle. But that's stand up. What's he doing that's anymore? Stand up. Stand up. I'm talking about movies. Movies, yeah. What are you going to do? Still, it's like music. I'm still rehashing all the old stuff. Watch Happy Gilmore. And I can't say I'm not giving it a try. Like, even especially with music, I go through Spotify new releases all the time. It's just all crap. It's all crap. What, what about country? Have you tried to get into Chris Stapleton? I have on occasion picked up country. Sturgill Simpson? For brief periods of time. Sturgill Simpson just came out with the Bluegrass album. Oh, that's cool. That's actually pretty cool. I just, like, I can't... Some of it's all right, but it's hard for me to... When there's like an obvious southern accent in the voice, yeah, that t- turns me off somehow. Like, <laughs> I don't mind the music itself, but like we're going on down to the county, you know. I just I can't deal with like the twang. It's just too hokey or something. Yeah, it's too. It's it seems it feels contrived. I know a lot of those folks really do speak that way, but I don't know. It seems like they're laying it on a little thick sometimes. Nashville, Tennessee. That's where most of that stuff comes from. Yep. Yeah, I occasionally will go on a little run of country. And a lot of times it's spurned on by taking in a, a concert at the ranch. Down in Fort Myers, there's a little club called the Ranch Music Hall and Saloon. And they occasionally have some pretty dope country acts. And that's a low-down, whiskey-drinking mm. place. Yeah, no, I'd imagine some live shows there. Especially, have you you've been to plenty of places where they line dance? They do that there. Holy smokes! Yeah, now that's a sight. To, floor that's it. a sight to see, man. Yeah, but it looks a little bit lame and silly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't like. I want to go with my wife and learn <laughs> like ballroom dancing or salsa dancing, but I just don't want to learn a like, choreographed a, cor- a choreographed dance with, with other people. Where you, you know, now roll touch your, hand. your touch your heel and touch your butt. Now turn around yeah, and jump up, do- jump up and <laughs> go left and right, left and right. Now it's kind of, you know what it's exactly like, which I don't want to do either. The the Cupid shuffle. Yeah, you're right. I was I never. I don't feel into like it. doing that. 
I know everyone's doing it. This guy over here knows how to do it, so he's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any part of that. Instructional dancing has never really been that cool. No, what are we? Go to the left now, yo. What are we, eight? Hop three times. I think the Wiggles invented that. Like, everyone just waits for the, now do the (laughs) cha-cha. But... It's it's songs for turn it it's, up. It's, <laughs> it's songs for people who can't dance. That's what it's for. They yep. they get instructions. You're absolutely correct. And now they could feel part of the dance. But ironically, then when you're watching them, you're the one who can't dance because you can't participate in the dance unless you know how to do this. And you don't know which dance. way everyone's jumping right. or you turning. You look like an idiot. It's electric. The only way it's fun is if you have had one too many scotch and sodas. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just you're out there with your I miss the chicken dance personally at weddings. When I was a kid, every wedding I ever went to, every single wedding I ever went to did the chicken I mean, dance, and that's out of the repertoire now. That's gone. What do you mean? It's, I mean, yeah. They I don't guess. do it anymore at weddings. I mean, it's kind of corny, but that's yeah. the whole point. We did it at Their your Cupid Shuffle. We has did it at your wedding. It. I'm relatively sure. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. We should have. I should have wrote that on the list. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> yeah. well, this is cool. This is. I feel like this is like ASMR. <laughs> for the podcast, like you could listen to it, like we're going to bed, like sounds of the rain, sounds of the neighborhood. <sighs> listen to the Ford F one fifties as they roar down the street. Thank you. Listen to the children play in the background. Listen to the couple next door fighting. <laughs> you asshole! Why you keep watching football? It's Saturday. <laughs> listen to the cats having sex. <laughs> This 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 neighborhood it, it feels very sort of uh, such a wide mix like of of it seems like a family type neighborhood it is. which it's is nice very suburban it's like the ultimate it's American also, suburban I feel like neighborhood it's pretty conservative neighborhood like a lot yeah. of trucks and stuff around. sure sure well yeah I'd see a Trump sign when I drove in and mostly it's a working folk neighborhood Florida working class but it's changing you know it's like times times are changing people move in and out and different kinds of families. Uh, Spanish influence coming in. You could put a shed over there. You got a lot of room. I was thinking of clearing it out and doing like a fire pit, maybe. Definitely, definitely. But it just got all the, the pine needles, man. You know what else you pine could do? Pine needles. You could uh, put a little fence across there, too. Fence. My you mom could have keeps complete my mom's privacy fence back too. here. I yeah. would. I'll help you put it in if you want. Fences are like hard to put in, aren't they? Oh, they're they? super easy. You just got to You got to get post. a permit. Do you? Yeah, but they're mm-hmm. very easy to do. Dig a hole for the post and put you them get in. A, a post hole digger. It's a special shovel, and you dig a hole. You put a post in there. You dump cement in all around it and pour water. You're getting in. like really competent in all this stuff. Yeah, it's nice. Like you're it's nice uh, Mr. Bob Vila. Well, as long <laughs> as you just safety is the most important, <laughs> most important thing. You ever watch Home Improvement growing up? Hell yeah, oh, heck yeah. yeah. It's a good show, right? Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. It was all right. Not my favorite. It's no Seinfeld. Seinfeld. It, what about no uh, Boy Meets World? No, not really. Boy Meets. Nope, never saw it. Did you ever see uh, Wonder Years? Melissa explains it all. Yeah, yeah. Where that guy is always sneaking <laughs> in her window. The yeah. Neighbor kid. I used, wasn't it Clarissa. Clarissa. That's. I it. used to have a crush on her. Who didn't? Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Oh yeah. man. Everybody. If Jeez. we were if we were girls, we would have had her poster up in her room. Yeah. Or in the locker. So. We're not getting paid to say this. <laughs> However, we are enjoying a fine little cup of espresso created by Nespresso. Nespresso. It's very a European thing. So think like a think like a Keurig, except with these little pods made out of aluminum instead of plastic that you put into a machine and it's little tiny pods and they make a single or double espresso. And they're made out of metal? Aluminum. And then you, like a tin can? Yeah, like, like that, except, you know, like aluminum foil. Oh, more, oh, oh, okay. I mean, so it's, it's not, it's, does, it, does it feel as harmful to the environment as does a K-cup or uh, less? Right, less. It feels less because okay. I think aluminum is more uh, recyclable from what I understand. Are you limited to this, the shot glass sized cup? Yeah. Or would so it make you a cappuccino in there? Well, you, it doesn't have a milk frother or anything. Right. So it could just make you a single or a double. So it is limited. Okay. If you if if you wanted, I I have a French press if I want to make coffee, uh-huh. like a regular coffee. But you so could is just, this your morning brew? I normally normally yes, I'll make this and then also make a matcha tea to go. Oh, okay. 
So I a get, double espresso to start your day. Boom. Love Co- it. Goes down easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably a little better for you, probably too. It's it's the same deal. It's just it's concentrated coffee. So your your cup of coffee in the morning is just diluted version of this. Yeah, but I make coffee this strong. Do you? Yeah. You're a caffeine guy. I'm huh? out of control. Are you? Out or do you get like headaches if you don't have oh, your coffee? Oh, so bad. <laughs> this morning, we, this morning we were gonna go out to breakfast, and so as a result, I didn't. Usually, I wake up and have a cup of coffee, but th- I didn't today. And how do you make your coffee? You have like a a bean grinder and. Mm-hmm. In a French press or a machine? No, I use it. In, I make them in a machine. Uh, it's a it's a good machine that makes pots. Yeah. So you yeah. make a pot, of coffee. Make you a pot of coffee. Push a button and it grinds. The only it. problem is, well, I have a bean grinder. I put the co- the beans in the bean grinder, grind it fresh every morning, dump a bunch of uh, ground coffee into this machine, and the machine is uh, it's tuned to the right temperature of water. And the water, when it comes out, it comes out like in a shower instead of drip. So it gets the whole... Uh, oh, this is like a nice coffee machine. Yeah, it gets the whole coffee to bloom all at once. And then it get, and then it waits a minute so the coffee can bloom. And then it showers down again and then it makes the pot. But it puts it into a glass uh, container. And it does not hold the heat well at all. So you're you only pretty much get... We, Brit and I each have one. You only get one cup out of it, really, or else you have to microwave. And it. Brit's a big coffee person too. Now she is. Yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> you you have can't live with me and not be a big coffee person. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Caffeine—it's a big part of life. I like the cup. Bean me up, Scotty. Bean me up, Scotty. I like it. Bean, bean me up. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was taking it back. You know, in Italy, when I was there, um, they. You know they don't. American coffee is not a thing to them. This is what how in Italy. Oh, you mean they only drink espresso? How we are drinking coffee is how they drink coffee. They have mm-hmm. cappuccinos and stuff, but like, through they have these little Nespresso machines at work, like like a vending machine. Oh. Like you put in a euro and you push a button <laughs> and and, it, and a little paper cup, doot, and it comes out. So they have little coffee breaks at the factory. Like nice. I remember, it was like. After lunch, they all stand around the Nespresso machine, and they all get there, and oh, they all stand there okay, and talk. That's cool, and, I like it. But we just spend seven dollars on a cappuccino. Yeah. And, and to them, though, like it's it's such a tiny single shot that they do. It's super concentrated, tiny yeah. little bits. For me, though, even in espresso, and I think this is weird, sugar. Yeah, some put sugar. You can get sugar at the machine too. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, they have an option. Sugar in it. Yeah. That's not that's normal. Really, a cappuccino is the creme de la creme of beverages for me. Cappuccino's good. I used to have a Keurig with a little cappuccino frother thing on the side. What's the difference between a, a cappuccino and a latte? Latte so, is not steamed milk. So a latte is uh, not foamed milk. So you know, in a cappuccino, you're foaming. Right, the milk. it's just hot milk. But you, with a cappuccino, you you make, you turn the milk into foam. Right, you froth the milk. So latte is just an unfrothed cappuccino. Correct. So now you're just steaming the milk and making it hot and mixing it with coffee. You're not frothing it. No, no froth. No froth on the on the milk. But still steamed or just hot milk. Hot milk mixed with coffee. But probably created properly, it should be brought to being hot by steam. (laughs) Yeah. For the best all-around flavor. Or I don't know. I think I think you can introduce the heat, however you however you'd like. Perhaps. Right. That's something you don't have when you're an adult and you have when you're a kid sometimes. Hot milk. Yeah. You know? But I love, I, I hardly ever drink it because milk is, I think, really bad for me. But uh, a, a hot chocolate Ooh. made with milk. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Especially when you have one made with water. It just doesn't have the, the punch. It's funny, as you get older, you realize that these are the good things in life, like good coffee, good, good chocolate. Right, just good food, even. Everything. Good cheese. Yeah. Oh, good man. The, the key with the cheese, for me, is I was at this wine bar one time in Orlando, because we, we're big on the chartreuse. Charcuterie. All the, whatever. Chartreuse. <laughs> Char, charcuterie? Right? I don't think so. I think it's chartreuse. Char- Charcherie? Charcherie. All right, all right. Charcuterie? Is that what you said? <laughs> That's why that girl looked funny at me the other day. <laughs> I could be charcuterie. I don't so, know. So, honey, I think this place has good charcuterie. Uh, all you out there in uh, millennial land, 
hit us up on Facebook and let us know the correct way to pronounce charcuterie. Charcuterie. <laughs> anyway, we used to have charcuterie and we would just get, you know, whatever cheese, you know, just meat and cheese. Then I was at this bar one time and I got charcuterie board and it came with this cheddar cheese that was aged so long that it had formed crystals, crunchy crystals oh. on the inside. Oh. And I have n I cannot turn like if the cheese doesn't have that crunchy crystal in it, I don't even it's not even worth it. Dude, such a fan, such a fan of the charcuts. Uh <laughs> So what um, uh what is your assor preferred assortment of meats on the charcuterie board? Oh, I need some type of aged ham like a like a prosciutto, prosciutto yeah. or a serrano or mm. what the, what's the the jamon of of <laughs> <laughs> of the Spanish variety? Jamon. Jamon. I went to this place in Asheville. Uh, was a Spanish restaurant that Ooh, did charcuterie yeah. uh, with manchego cheese and and they, they aged like they have the big hanging <laughs> oh, yeah, like things aging on stuff. the walls and stuff. Nice. I mean, I, I can't get enough of that stuff. And now, well, if it was Spanish, did it include uh, uh, what is that sausage? That's chorizo. So, yeah, yeah, oh. that was in there. Uh huh. So now, like, I have cheese like as part of my day almost every day. I have uh, I go to like in Publix the nice, the cheese, nice section, cheese section. Oh yeah, and very I've familiar. tried. And I just I, I have a little piece every day with some almonds, like mm -hmm. almonds and nuts or whatever yep. together, and uh, you got like the, the smoky cheddar. The wine goes really well with that sure. too. Sure, yeah, but the smoky cheddar um, is the is the bomb. Uh, aged gouda. These things are these things are excellent. Have you encountered the crystal, the cheddar? I know crystal? what you're talking of. Yeah, I know what you're speaking about. I think the McIntyre, I think it's called, might have that. I don't know. But I like a good a good salami, good very aged salami. Sure. I like the prosciutto. Uh, I like to have candied nuts. Okay. Uh, I like the sugar. I like the sweets. A lot of charcuterie boards will have like a, a like a smear of like sometimes they'll put honey. Yep. Sometimes they'll put mustard. Yep. And, but it's not just plain honey. It's like this dense airy honey it's just so good it's like a it's like you know what i heard someone use this phrase before it's like we grew up on lunchables yeah so we have of graduated course <laughs> we like uh even though i never oh, really was, in, ever, I was never tried into, to eat a lunchable i've never been oh, into lunchables oh. no mom mom didn't no pack, bueno mom didn't pack us that kind of no stuff no boy when you're a kid it's okay the only thing my mom packed when i was a kid that i didn't like was and mom sorry i didn't like this was, i don't think she's gonna be too offended Cream cheese and jelly sandwiches. That sounds pretty good to me. Ah, that sounds pretty good. I didn't to have me. the heart to tell her when I was a kid, but you I just ate them. <laughs> no, I didn't eat that day or whatever. Oh my God. I went and got the peanut butter and jelly from the the, the free one. You know, you know they gave you the <laughs> yeah, lunch. I remember, yeah, if you didn't have any money. They gave you. That. I didn't have the heart to because I think that was the days of my mom. It went. was peanut butter and jelly on a cracker, but they called it a sandwich. Yeah, if you didn't have any money or you didn't bring your lunch, they gave <laughs> yeah. it's what they gave you, but. I, I think it was a day. It's like my mom was tired and was just like, "Cream cheese and jelly here." I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that I actually, good to me. I actually probably would like that now. But that when I was a amazing. <laughs> Anyways, mom, I know, I know you. But for you me, when I have a charcuterie board, charcuterie, charcuterie. Board. Oh, man, you're throwing me all off now. Look, I've... someone out there is going to tell us. It's it's whatever. anyway. When I consume the meats, the aged fancy meats and cheeses. Uh huh. I have got to have a, a slice. You take a baguette, slice it, uh, spray it with olive oil, grate a little Parmesan cheese, and broil it. And so you get these little discs of uh, sure. Uh, and Crun then crunchy. Take the crunchy disc of bread. It's but it's thick though, so the inside is yeah. chewy. And then you and then you make a little ham sandwich type situation. You do some prosciutto, a little cheddar, take into a big it, bite out of it. Into it, you Ooh. know, a, a, a charcuterie board needs a. Um, a soft. You're uh, a convert. I converted you. <laughs> okay, charcuterie. Uh, it needs a soft cheese that you can spread, uh, like a brie. Preferably a couple of cheese, yeah. Like brie, a, brie. a good brie, right? Ooh, good stuff. Or a good brie, like with something interesting happening, like with cherries in it. Or yeah, something. right. A mixed brie. Uh, I saw. I just saw a pumpkin brie. Of course, you know what pumpkin is, and everything. does not go well on a charcuterie board mm. is Swiss cheese. Yeah. It just doesn't hit. Swiss is not my favorite cheese. I like I love Swiss cheese on ham sandwich. On uh 
corned beef and rye sure, melted on top. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I love to make like a deli mustard, melted Swiss cheese, and meat. There's this place in St. Pete that makes a, a ridiculous uh, meat and cheese board um, right on Main Street. And then there should really be, a, to me, there should be a fruit component. I like to have a pile Fruit preserves. Of blueberries Sometimes they have grapes. preserves on there too. Preser- yep, preserves. Yeah, maybe maybe like I haven't done this, but maybe like some pretzels. You know? Yeah. No. I don't know about pretzels. Breadsticks. <laughs> we gotta get pretzels. <laughs> I just don't know if with the charcuterie. There's just not enough room on the board. They I don't. Just, they just, don't make the cut. I don't know if they're really like the charcuterie uh, uh, level. You know what you do? You get yourself. Uh, like a handful of, of lazed potato chips. Yeah. And you just crunch them all up in your hand <laughs> and just sprinkle them all over the top of everything on the charcuterie board. Yeah, just throw some Skittles and M&Ms uh-huh. on there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mix it all together. Get yourself a little simple syrup, <laughs> pour it in your hand and, like, flick it on. Make everything sweet. Don't don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, but that's a go-to for us. I have found that, because uh, we go to Sam's Club, Mm. And they have like a charcuterie meat pack at Sam's Club. It's all pretty cheap. You get a whole bunch of it. Like pre-cut pieces of meat? Slices of prosciutto, slices of salami, slices of uh, jamon. Jamon. But when you get those components individually at Publix from Boar's Head or whatever other brand it is, far superior. So, because Sam's Club is Walmart and Walmart meat questionable not your top it's question slot questionable not your top slot of the meats no questionable meats so you can definitely tell the difference between a Publix prosciutto and a sam's like you remember you remember the tiger king like the Mm. the show i mean always you know you know what he used to you know what he used to feed his tigers the expired walmart meat like that's what he would feed the tigers, Ugh. like big truckloads of expired. I'm meat. surprised they'll sell you that. You know, well to feed the tigers. I mean, tigers are people too. <laughs> I'm just saying they didn't sell it for human consumption. Isn't that funny? A tiger could eat old meat and be fine. And a human I'm sure guy. they were not like healthy, <laughs> lovely tigers. <laughs> they were probably like yeah, because out on the prairie they're eating a gazelle like immediately. Yeah, I don't think and they have this, giving them this. <laughs> Gray, smelly. Meat. I don't think they had nitrate. Oh, thanks. Yeah, nitrates in my little eight by ten cage. Appreciate it. <laughs> I don't think they had ni- nitrates in the in the wild. I would tear your throat out if I could get away with it in a Ugh. second. Good lord. Yeah, man, that's a weird path to walk to choose to walk or to fall into. A tiger, the tiger raising of tigers. Well, it, it comes about because it's that shows you like America, like there were no laws against it for well, a long time. I mean, it's such an. I think that's why the show did so well because what is more American than that? Than that? I'm just saying that's what's so funny in America: the things you're able to get away with more than anything. People, yeah, you know, people, but people, less and less, less and less. But but depends where you go. Actually, I mean, you can get away with. Doing should we let heroin de- in Oregon now? Yeah, they decriminalized. I mean, well, just because they decriminalize doesn't mean it's legal, though. Now, yeah. now there's just a different pathway to look. Other countries have tried this, but you got to realize, uh, being decriminalized, it's not like something that was only moderately illegal to begin with. Like, you've decriminalized something that would have sent you away for like twenty, thirty, forty years Here, to life. But the the point is too is that these punitive measures to stop people are, are, not, working. are not working. Right. So it's it's more or less okay. Fine, we'll go the treatment route. And plus, the prisons are filling up with people. Like we have too many people in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should start a penal colony. A penal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, Australia was a penal colony of <laughs> England <laughs> to bring all the people, like the ex-convicts, all the current convicts. It's a like a penitentiary. It's a penal colony. Sounds awful. So they why, shipped, would I, why would I want to... Uh, England shipped all their criminals, emptied all their jails, and shipped them all to... So great. My neighbor is like... Australia. A, my neighbor's a mass murderer. The other one's a... I mean, yeah. In the beginning, now they're all normal people. But it started out as a... I understand that, but don't you think that sounds horrific? 
Yep. I, an island full of But also at the time criminals. It it was the the frontier. Like it was all they could do to survive. You know what I mean? It was a colony. Like I'm like when people move to America, like you're fighting you're they're fighting aborigines and they're like trying to build shelter and like get food and water. Like they don't have time to be Jack the Ripper in London. Well, like we like we read in that book, the one second after, you know, if all the prisons unleashed in the world, uh, you know, the, and I don't know when this was, but it was like the you know hundreds of years ago. Yeah, but those people are the toughest. You oh know? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we're we're mere. Aussies are hardcore. Yeah, Aborigine. I think I don't really can. Can't no, really they're all pretty experience. hardcore. I've encountered a couple of Australians in my travels. Yeah, they they do seem to be people who venture about. They venture. The only thing I remember of them is from when I was a kid and that movie came out. Uh, the mount, they're in their mice and they're down under and they're like helping people. It was an animated movie where the kid's riding on the eagle's back and there's these two poacher guys who are just evil and rotten. And if you don't know what I'm talking about by now, you will. Yeah, probably don't. Yeah. It's an old Disney movie. But the old like Lion King type where it's like hand drawn animation. And it's just like stunningly beautiful. It's just the art of it. Something's lost. Like In the these other Pixar day, films. The other day I watched um, not Cinderella, The Beauty and the Beast. Mm, the new one? No. Well, the old the one. The old old one. And I was stunned that by the quality of the art of the animation. Yeah. Like it's not old and crappy. It's like beautiful. It's yeah. like looking at a Rembrandt or something. Right. I mean, not quite at that level. A Rembrandt. Yeah. It's really beautiful like it's not boring like it's nice yeah that's going to be something lost with the with the advancement of technology for sure come back around though already there's there i think you know i was thinking that's probably a going to be such a humongous industry going forward as the nostalgia yo-yos are funny because i think there's a every single kid at some point in growing up there's a yo-yo fad sure no matter how old you are, like yo-yos will come around to your school or your it's group. It's a pretty of universal a kid. Thing. It's a kid thing. And yeah. it's probably around the same age. But it's funny because they always seem like they're like hip, like they're having a moment. But then when you're an adult, you don't even know about it. Like <laughs> I wonder how many cycles of yo-yos being cool has happened since we've been an adult. There's some guy at the yo-yo factory sitting with a chart going, it's been five yo-yo years. Yo-yo sales, just <laughs> yeah, go like yeah. this. <laughs> invest, invest, sell, sell. <laughs> No, you remember we there uh, thinking back to like Christmases of past and uh remember creepy crawlers? Yep. Remember that? Remember those? Remember those and you'd cook them? Yeah, you'd cook them in the little <laughs> oven. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's an easy bake oven for boys. The slime and pour them in uh-huh. the thing and make these little things. All they all they did was they had a, a bunch of easy bake ovens left over and they were like, <laughs> "How can we get the, the How can boys we sell to this buy to this? boys?" Let's make it disgusting. <laughs> exactly right. Yep. And then, yeah, I guess uh, I remember I had a little McDonald's set. Oh, yeah, dude. To make little fake McDonald's fries and, you know. Um, yeah, you know what's uh, an interesting toy is Play-Doh. Cause you always, like, it always looks like this is going to be really exciting. Like, Play-Doh, sweet, it's brand <laughs> new. It's all these cool colors. You put it out on the table and like, you basically roll it into a ball or roll it into a cylinder or make a little man. Or out make of a it. little man and you're done. Or or a newspaper. Or no no. That's no. silly putty. Yeah, silly putty. Yeah, now silly putty you can play with. Silly putty pretty cool. Uh, Gak. And then play doh. Remember if you, Gak? If you leave it out, like it will get hard and you, you can't use it anymore. Do you remember Gak? I don't think I ever did. I know of it, but I don't think I ever did the Sli- Gak. Like a slimy. There's uh, this stuff having a moment now called like slime that kids are doing they yeah i've heard of that and it just destroys things you know well, and you play with the slime yeah you make it somehow oh and it's just nasty and it gets everywhere and awful it's horrendous so i just got back from brownsville texas so thank you for the rubs by mm-hmm. the way you picked up for me yes uh where did you score them from i had a free moment there for a second so i uh i just looked up a place uh at first i looked up like hey uh, texas rub and it was a website says where can you find a store locator okay and i found a store called academy sports or Uh something 
and outside stuff, and it had a whole section of rubs. Nice. See, that's you can get brisket rubs in Dick's Sporting Goods in Texas. Yeah, right. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. So, yeah, there was a whole. You, I, I had to pick because there was a whole. Oh yeah, it's a whole, of them. dude. It's a whole subculture. Oh yeah. That I have discovered now since I got I got a pellet smoker. Right, which and is so cool. It is just amazing. I mean, the ribs that you made on them were delect- it's unbelievable. delectable. It's like I the still biggest haven't tried payoff. Still haven't tried the brisket you've made. So you're, I, I demand now some oh, seasoned let's do a brisket. Br- so the whole idea is you season it, smoke it, s- season it again. Uh, well, it depends what you're cooking. So I made those ribs the other day. I got three racks of ribs. They come in a three pack from Sam's Club. Put rub on them. Got to find good rub. <laughs> rub them up. Put them on the smoker on low heat, just smoking, for like three hours. That doesn't really cook them. It just creates that ring. You know oh. when you bite in something and it's smoked and it's got that ring? That's you. So it's you absorb it with flavor, right? So it's not really cooking, but it's getting a flavor added to it. You take them off, and you wrap each individual rib rack in tin foil, but first you sprinkle brown sugar on the tin foil. Oh. You put the rib down. You you sprinkle more tin foil, or you uh, sprinkle more brown sugar on top. You close up the tin foil and you pour apple juice in there, uh, and then you close it up real tight and put them back on the smoker, and then do it higher heat, smoking for another couple hours. Then you take them off, and you take them out of the little satchels. And you just smother them in good barbecue sauce and then do them for another hour. Jeez, the so there heat. is a lot of steps in the process. For the ribs, there's a lot of steps. And and there's things you can play with in there in terms of creating different, oh, dude, different flavors. Different, right, right, right. Yeah, guys go out of But that's the thing. Like you go on YouTube, there real, there's competitions. Like sure. There's a whole subculture of these guys. But the brisket, really, you just trim it real good. Yeah. And you, you just rub it. Rub, rub the hell out of it. You so put a ton of one of those seeds like that would last four, three or four briskets, or maybe I would say five to six. Okay, okay, because you really lay it on there, and, and then, then the brisket you put it on there and you uh, just slow cook it for. But that you got to cook for like you do it for like twelve hours, <gasps> 12 and you take hours. it off and wrap it. And how often do you have to check the smoker? You don't really have to check it at all. You just make sure it's full of pellets. You just keep it full. You do it for a long time. You got to do it like overnight to do it right. Wow. And then you wrap it in like parchment, like butcher paper, and then put it back on for another possibly like twelve hours. I'm excited to hear how chicken wings come out, man, because I'm telling you, smoked chicken wings. It was this place they call Bricks here in Sarasota. It was yeah. some of the best chicken wings I've, I've had. I've tried it once, and they didn't turn out that good. I they think put like a sweet and spicy sauce on them. I so think I got to do it for longer because I just did them high heat, like it was a regular grill. They yeah. were done in you know half an hour. I could see myself getting into that. I'm, I myself, I just use this little Weber out here. Dude, oh. <laughs> so I, um, I, my, my next, one of my next investments is getting a nice grill. Get a Weber grill, please. Like a gas, like gas power. Yeah, the Charbroil grills, like all the other brands, like Weber is unbelievably better than any yeah. other grill. Like it's night and day. But when you cook, like it feels when you're doing it, like how it's supposed to be cooked, like meat is supposed to be cooked, like. As of back to caveman time. When you smoke like, it, you mean? When No, when you grill, oh, grill it. When, you, yeah, when yeah. you're outside over an open flame. Yeah. Whether it's uh, gas or pellets or whatever it is. Standing out in your yard cooking up chicken or cooking up a steak. Feels like, right. Feels right. And you, it's less clean up. Well, for you don't sure. Look, dirty man, the pan. man invented fire and then put meat over it. Yeah. You know, like that's the succession of, of time. Especially with how involved with fitness you are. <laughs> Like that's the way to be fit. Is it like every Saturday, grill a bunch grill, of chicken, yeah. like eight chicken breasts. Yeah, yeah. Then you have them in there. Yeah, I mean that's what I said. Like I, I use the instant pot a lot. Like I said, but it doesn't come out as good as it was if you grilled it. For and sure. And it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of cleanup. Yeah, you know it's it's minimal compared to the other grill ways. Is a plate. You put the raw meat on a plate. You put a clean plate under it. You go you out. You gotta wipe the grill down and stuff, but not nope. even. <laughs> Nope. Nope. A grill's happening in my future soon. Oh, dude. So. I cannot believe you don't have questions. I have a charcoal grill. A charcoal. Yeah, but for one, charcoal is really bad for you. It's carcinogenic. Yeah, I guess Carcin- that is true. It is full of carcinogens. Carcinogenic. Carcinogenic. Carcinogenic, I think, was right. 
I think that sounds carcinogenous. Whatever. It's not yeah. good for you. Right. Causes cancer. Yeah. Right. And it's expensive as hell. Right. It's not optimal, but I don't grill all that much right now. I would grill more if I had a nice one. But if you, you know, I mean, if you don't want to drop four hundred dollars on a grill, you can get a decent propane grill for one hundred and twenty dollars. No, I would. I want to dr- like. I'm at the point now in my life where I want to invest in a good one. But yeah, the question should. is, where do you put it though? Right there. So uh, you know, I'm putting a really nice grill right out in the open. You have to. Yeah. Put a cover on it when you're not using it. Yeah, I guess so. But I have a Weber that I keep on my outside patio, and I don't put a cover on it as much as my dad tells me to. He puts a grip one on his religiously. <laughs> I've had mine for maybe I don't know six, seven years. Wow. And still, it and it looks like the day I got it. Still works like a charm. It's huh? still shiny and new looking. It gets rained on and no problems. Huh? No problems at all. That's but that's a Weber, so you get a char a charbroil one or whatever the other ones are. I've had them; they're cheap. They rust. They rust so much that they get holes in them. They come apart. They leak. Like the you Weber you, is you, just a tank. You know your products, man. I'm with you. I, I think uh, you you, and you, it's res- only you you don't need a big one. You research your stuff quite thoroughly. Yeah, it's a it's a. I think I get it from my dad. You know, try to get make the sure best value, best deal you possibly can, and make sure you get the absolute best one for the money. Yeah, I get it's fun. I get I get lost. You know, Prime, I think, has really I don't know if I trust all the time because like they constantly how many times have you bought a product and they literally almost so always more expensive on Amazon than it is like from Walmart. But I'm saying not even price wise, but even the reviews I'm talking, you know, and half the time it comes. It's crap. There's oil diffuser. I bought I bought an essential oil diffuser. Yeah, they Gave me a twenty dollar Amazon gift card to review the diffuser. Oh, so you want them to do that to you again? So I'm you're going to give it a positive review. The the diffuser cost twenty five dollars. So they literally gave me a twenty dollar Amazon gift card to give them a review on Amazon. But so they had eighteen thousand reviews on this oil diffuser. Uh, they bought okay. the reviews, right? Right. Because now they're the number one diffuser by far. Because they. So been, what did they do? They sent you an email like, if you uh, review this, we'll send you twenty dollars. And an Amazon gift card, like anything, they just goes to your account or whatever. You put in. So they they offered that to you, like in, in an email. Yeah, oh, it was okay. on an email. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool. I'm just saying, and that happens with a lot of stuff, especially nutritional stuff. You buy nutritional stuff, and they're like. Write us a review, and we'll send you a free thing. A perfect example is that we had that poker night last week. Yeah. And I bought a foldable poker tabletop. And I thought it was going to be big. I thought it was going to fill up a dining room-sized table. Right. And it did not. <laughs> and, it, and it is, I mean, it's not tiny, but it doesn't fit a whole entire table. Like, when, on the pictures, it looks like it's a whole big dining room table size. Yeah. Thing. And it comes, and it's not. You, I mean, you could have looked up the dimensions and actually, but that's a lot of work. It's like I yeah. should have. I should have known But better. anyways, it's good, it's good enough to, like, that can comfortably, you can play with five or six people. I bought a fire pit one time online, <laughs> and it came in the mail in this little box. <laughs> and I was like, it cannot be a wait fire a pit. minute, is this in, like in sections or what? <laughs> I take it out of the box, and it is the literally size of a frisbee. Miniature, miniature, miniature fire pit. Fire pit. <laughs> it turned out to be pretty dope because I was <laughs> I was living in an apartment, and it and it fit out on the little. Patio. Oh yeah, that was sweet. Yeah. I remember that. But I didn't think I was buying a that small <laughs> one. God, I used to get fire pit would be nice this time of year, wouldn't it? I used to get two by fours from Home Depot, and I had a hand saw in my house, and I would put the two by four on my dining room table, and saw off hunks of it. And use it as firewood. <laughs> <laughs> woodsman. That's not woodsman. Yeah, no. That's something else. <laughs> Urban woodsman. Urban woodsman. I gotta get a car. Oh yeah. So See, you're. I'm telling you, you you really are. I'm not a fan of car buying. It's no, a, car buying is horrible. It's not an enjoyable. But process. you're a little bit hobbled by the fact that you commute uh, how many miles a day over 100 yeah, well it's 65 each way or something 125 miles a day yeah you can't like y- you can't really get a nice car 
I know, it I know. Much. It's just it, or or you just or you get have a, one that you beat up and then you have a nice. That's one. another option. Just keep it. Keep one as a beater daily driver yeah. type thing. Anyways, so but I'm not there yet. But the, what's the point of that? You want to be comfortable when you're driving. Yeah, but the, you're right, and I wouldn't want to keep two cars anyway. But oh, that's uh, insane. I'll wait till the first quarter of next year. 125 miles a day. Yeah. You could. I wonder if you have circumnavigated the globe <laughs> <laughs> in miles yet. It's also given me though quite the strength of like. Now drives don't scare me, so it's like yeah. sometimes sometimes it's like people get intimidated. Like, hey, let's go to let's go to Tampa, and it's like, oh man, that's a forty five minute drive. I don't want to do that. It's like for me, it's like, <laughs> get out of here. That's like easy. I'm so used to being in my car now that I was driving here today, <laughs> and I was like halfway here, and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this Around is like which ridiculous. exit? Around what exit? Like. Um, Toledo Blade. You know when you go at that part on 75 where you go, it's like a bridge you go over and there's a hotel right there? Yeah. Like in Braid Bradenton, I think. Oh, Bradenton's past Sarasota. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Brandon? That's way past Sarasota. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, uh, you got Toledo Blade, you got River Road, you got Jack probably Jacaranda. Yeah, by the time I get to River Road. You're like this is like, too are much. Are you serious right now? This is this is this is unreasonable. <laughs> this is absurd. <laughs> Just get used to it, man. I don't. I don't know, man. I really wanted to take the jeep here today. Thank but, God you didn't. Yeah, really. So yeah, what do you got? Uh, rest of the year just gonna coast out here any uh big plans well um you know we got the holidays coming up uh -huh. i'm gonna do my holiday cheer thing i'm gonna try and um you know i'm getting into the busy my busy time here at the store yeah so it's a pretty important time of year for me uh as far as that goes so i'm really keeping a weather eye on things sure you know um I need uh, I need this this presidential transition and this mm. and this vaccine rollout and uh, all these various uh, things happening to go smoothly. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet. I guess there's not much to say, but man, oh man, it's like pulling a bandaid off at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, as far as I can tell, Trump lost and is calling the governing bodies of various states to try to get them this is what i'm reading which so it's probably fake <laughs> but to try and get um them to send the uh, republican electors which i i actually you know didn't even really know this too much that these electors they i guess they call them faithless electors or something that they can decide not to go forth with the, what the people voted with like there's like there's a way that these electors can just choose whatever they want i think essentially yeah which is fascinating to me that it's like well what did we all vote for then what's well, it all mean they, they always because first of all to be an elector you have to sign a piece of paper that says that you swear that you will do what whatever the party says is the right thing to do. And a party has never s said that the election wasn't real. Party always goes by what happens in the election. But I think Trump is trying to get the party to go against the election behind him. But I don't think that they're going to. You start playing People aren't going to do that. You start playing with some pretty intense fire at that yeah. point. I mean, once you you start really talking about a changing the because the, the issue is now you know if you're the captain of a ship, and there's going to be a new captain coming on, and the new captain needs to get ready to step on and be the captain of the ship, you really need to give the new captain what he needs, for the sake of everybody on the ship. Otherwise, you have some guy just coming on in the middle of being underway and he's got it's going to be a lot harder and more perilous i see it from both perspectives i see if someone was so like uh, who supports trump so wholeheartedly you know they want to believe so intensely there is fraud and they're going to see wherever there's smoke they're going to say there's fire and uh 
the only way to do this is to see it every last appeal and go through every last motion. But I think they're at this point getting sh- getting shot down all over the place. Yeah. And I think now it has turned from that. Now they're not like oh, it's fraud. Now they're saying, well, it's so much fraud that it's overwhelmingly fraud and we don't have to prove it because it's happening everywhere and you electors, you or you legislatures, you send the other electors just because we know that the other side is corrupt and has done all this fraud. It's a uh, it's an unprecedented thing, and it, it had to happen this year, of course. You know? <laughs> of course, it couldn't. Uh, like we we have we don't have enough going on. But at this point, that's what I'm saying. I think we've reached a critical mass in terms of uh, things going on. That it's almost like what like we look around and like okay, what else can happen? Like this is yeah, our this now is one our thing life after another after another. But it it's has at the point now where Sean Connery dies, and we're like, oh yeah, of course, <laughs> great Scott. Um, no, no, no. But it, it has to reach its natural conclusion, and it shall. And I feel like we're in a. I I feel like I'm very much ready for a new actor to play James Bond. <laughs> I've had it with this guy, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. I watched Casino Royale last night, and it was great. It's a good film. The early Daniel Craig James Bond films are saw some po- dynamite. Saw some poker in that one. Yeah, dynamite. But he didn't want to do it anymore. And it comes through. And he's just like, he's taken all the joy out of James. Like, James Bond now, the character of James Bond is a miserable son of a bitch who doesn't want to be James Bond and who feels bad about yeah, well, all here's the, the thing. bad things he that needs, he's done. Uh, the, James Bond needs a good, healthy amount of wit. At, at, as much as there is muscle and swagger, swagger, and I think yeah, I think there's a little bit lacking. Daniel Craig is like pretty much all muscle. There's no charm, right? Charisma, like Golden. Who's the one who play, played uh, James Bond in Goldeneye? Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan was one charming S- son of a swagger. Gun. Yeah, he was all charm, right? Where right. Daniel Craig is just in really good shape. Right, he's a muscle guy. Right, right. Well, who do you, they were going to talk about? Idris Elba. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's too old. Yeah, now he's too, he's too up there now for sure. There was I did look it up the other day. There is a guy that they're talking about and it's just this British guy, I forget his name. Mm. But they could use a new one. Benedict Cumberbatch. Th- he was in the running. It'd be an interesting bond. I can see it. Doctor Strange. They're talking about Michael B Jordan and then they said it might be a chick. Huh. That would that would be 2020. Makes sense mm-hmm. for you. Might be a chick, because it's it's only. I think the uh, the deal would be that it wouldn't be a, a James Bond film. It would be a 007 film, and a chick would be 007. Because mm. you know, there's always there's like the different numbers. I think that's how they would do that. Wow, the children screaming. <laughs> <sighs> it's actually a welcome noise. Yeah, it's nice. Speaks of feels, life. Feels lively. Yeah. We had a lively neighborhood when I was growing up. We would have, uh, you know, like there was a tree in the in the neighborhood that had those, what are those little oranges? Tangerines. Tangerines. We'd mm-hmm. have tangerine fights. <laughs> you know, we would yeah. go around the neighborhood and do stuff like that. It's good to have kids in your neighborhood when you're a kid. Yeah. The Ranch Rats was full of, full of troublemakers. And Deep Creek was good too. That's the thing. We, it's growing up. Punta Gorda was very idyllic American life for sure. I'd have to say. Yeah, I loved uh, I loved growing up there. Yeah, big part of it for me was uh, my friend Paul had a boat. <laughs> his dad had a boat that he let him use all the time. Well, and that's sweet. So I when didn't he even was know that. when he was fourteen, he got his boater's license, and so from that moment on, we just lived upriver. And uh, on the water, we'd go out to Boca Grande. We'd go. Dude, we're getting closer. River. I have a feeling sh- in these next few years, it's it's gonna make that happen somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm dying, dying for. Gonna a boat. make it happen, even if we get a starter boat. The problem is a starter boat is ten grand. Yeah, like, I mean, you're you got to talk. You're talking about you need like a kayak, <laughs> or like a John boat but, with an outboard. Motor but for on it. for ten thousand, can you get a serviceable boat? Uh, for ten thousand, you can get a headache. Of a used boat, which is gonna be have a lot of problems, and not be super fresh and clean looking. I would say fifteen to twenty for a decent boat. Yeah, 
that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. You know, and granted, it's worth something. But boat ownership is a perilous path. <laughs> but once you're out on that water in the open, oh, yeah. in the open range, the world's your like world's your breeze world's your oyster. Yeah, it really is, and you can, and it's a great way to take friends out. It's a great oh, way to take women love it. out. Women go crazy. Are love you kidding it. me? You have a boat and you're a single guy. You're in. You're, you're in. in like Flint. Like bees to honey. Mm-hmm. Especially if you are halfway competent and like know what you're doing and and can go out and catch fish and you know look. That's cool the thing doing is it. that yeah, like I don't have any experience driving boats. It's probably not that hard though. I have um lot of experience yeah, yeah, yeah i was uh when i was a lifeguard at uh the at fsu at the lake we had a boat and a jet ski we would use all the time that was so cool that was the best job man that <laughs> was a i didn't even realize i never amazing. i never even went to that place yeah our friends would come out to the lake and they would rent those little sunfish uh sailboats and you'd go out on the jet ski and and uh you know tail them and wash the boat <laughs> with water and tip them over Pretty cool. We used to have a blast out there. But yeah, we had a boat when I was a kid. So, used to, used to drive that. My dad would let me drive that sometimes. Oh, that's right. Your dad did have a boat, didn't he? Mm -hmm. A little 16-foot outboard uh, aquasport. So you sold it eventually? You didn't want to deal with it? Yeah, it just became, you know, a boat, you buy it new, and you get maybe wear 10 it years you out, wear it of, out. It, yeah. of not having too many problems. And then at a certain point, it just starts to... Engine. Right. Usually it's all engine, Starts right? to need repairs all the time. Yeah, and it's not cheap, probably. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's $500 no matter what. You know, that's a lot of money to not get anything except your boat back. <laughs> it's a new Weber grill. Yeah, for sure. But hey, you got to pay to play, man. You can pick up a jet ski for not too bad. Yeah, but then only you can use it. Or someone holding on to the back of you. It's like a horse. <laughs> a motorcycle. Right. It's like right. a, a right. sea motorcycle. Sea motorcycle, right. You, you pick up a babe. You drive out to, uh, I don't know, you go to Harpoon Harry's, park the jet ski, go up, have a drink. That could be cool. Yeah. That could be cool. You can take it out to the sandbar parties. You can take it up the river. You can even fish off it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, a decent jet ski, basically the same as a boat. As a as a occupier of Fisherman's Village, like I know, we, I think we've talked about this before, but that's so such an optimal place, Harpoon Harry's. Like, of all on the water, mm -hmm. beautiful. It, it should be the main driver of human beings coming through Fisherman's Village. When is that going to change hands? When is that going to improve? Well, Harpoon Harry's. Yeah, that's fine. What's wrong with Harpoon Harry's? I don't think it's being optimized. I, I like it. It's, I think it's a. I think it should be a little bit nicer. I don't know. There's a certain charm in it not being nicer. It is. It is like it's salty. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's you. Hey, Plus, I don't know when the last time you've been there was, but they've renovated it. Have they? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it does have that hometown. They're heavily renovated. Hometown it. feel, I guess. It's a great place to. I play take pool. it back. Anybody probably. Who loves harpoons? People really like Harpoon Harry's. Some people do. And if you have a boat, it's great. You literally pull your boat Stock up. Stock up and go there. Uh -huh. It's pretty cool, man. Well. So, uh, this has been, uh, I don't even know what number we're on now. I think 14, maybe? 14. 13, no, we would have had, I would have remembered 13. Lucky 13 is my lucky is, number. I think this is 13. This is lucky 13. Pretty sure. <laughs> Look at us. We're in our teens. <laughs> We've graduated. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us. Who knows? Who knows the next place that a aging millennial could pop up anywhere? Could pop up anywhere. We're uh, we got some we're things mobile. Cooking. We got some things cooking. We're thinking uh, Jason Rubin. We might be coming to your cigar bar. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Possibly. Uh, I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I have this grand plan. I want to go because isn't Sam? Isn't he out like in uh, doing the uh, burning out in the woods. I think so, yeah. Like I he think. lives out in uh, Okefenokee or somewhere. Something like that. He just got married. Congratulations, yeah, Sam. Yeah, congratulations, Sam. We, uh, we want to... I, I thought we could bring a camera 
and document it. We that can sounds take, sweet. We could take an aging millennials uh, road trip. We'll go on Austin Austin Mealing's boat. Yep, that's another yep. option. Be definitely. Cool. Yeah, we go park out enough out on the flats and crack a brewski and have it and do one out there. Sounds fun to me. Yeah. So uh, a lot of big plans, uh, folks. Anyways, good to be back on the horn. Good to be back on the horn. I uh, hope everybody's all right out there with all this uh, vibrations going on. These uh, dark vibrations, but uh, you know, got the new year coming up. We will survive. Yes, we will, and we thrive. Anyway, thanks everybody. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Aging Millennials Podcast.